Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Today, key things that you need to know to get started with ETFs. It's an important investment vehicle, exchange-traded funds. So what are the key things to understand when you're selecting an ETF for your portfolio? How do you manage ETFs? Two themes that I want to look at today. If you want to invest in 5G infrastructure, Infrastructure underpinning 5G or Internet of Things. Or if you wanted to invest in gold with ETFs, how do you get started? I'm going to put these questions to Sopnil Mishra, Head of Private Wealth at Crystal AI. How are you, Sopnil? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us and giving us this, uh, you know, uh, your the hacks to ETF. I, I want to understand it in under 30 minutes, so let's get going. <laughs> you know, the thing is, when you look for ETFs on, you know, any of these, uh, brokerages, they're bewildering. They have really long names. What is an ETF? What are the different types of ETFs? I mean, absolutely right. In terms of the sheer amount of information that is available, and not just the information on these uh, the websites, even if you go to you know uh, YouTube and places like that, mm-hmm. you know, there's enough information available. But I would say, from a, in a very simple way, ETF is the vehicle that uh, allows you to uh, participate or access in markets which otherwise are difficult to access because they require more effort. And, and the big theme around there is the cost element. So if you do an analogy, it's like taking a bus. And we know that the cost of uh, taking a bus is lower than uh, you know, having a, a driver or a chauffeur-driven car. So you know, there, is, <laughs> there, is, there is simplification, there is cost, which is low. Um, but having said that, uh, there is so much, uh, you know, so many types of ETFs that it's yeah. important to at least have some kind of a, you know, a, a map or a plan, um, you know, before you before you kind of start on the journey of investing with ETFs. Okay, have you got your map ready for us for this bus ride to the stock market? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you know, um, uh, and there are misconceptions, you know. So people, you know, it's, it's just that because the bus is there, you don't take the first one. You make a plan that okay, if I want to go from point A to point B, you know, where am I going to change the bus? What am I going to do? And all of that is needed. So oh. I, I, I will, I would, I would, I would simplify the whole thing and say yeah. that uh, first, the investment plan has to be there. In an investment plan, basically means where you're putting money. I mean, how much money you're putting and what, uh, you know, what. Uh, in what frequency are you putting then comes the next component of what are the building blocks that will go into your portfolio okay. and that the, the 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 portfolio that you're trying to construct now as an investor what you're trying to achieve is diversification and uh, at the lowest cost possible now why are these two factors extremely important and they immediately link to the etf because one cost eats away from your returns mm. So you have to be mindful of the cost that you're going to be paying for getting access to you know, whatever investment that you're doing. Diversification is important because you don't want to take a concentrated risk unless that is a decision that you have taken. Yes. So if today you know, somebody says that I want to buy the, the three banks in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I would say... Uh, diversification is important because you want to, you know, kind of keep eggs in different baskets. And ETF helps you achieve 
both of these uh, objectives keeping the cost low and getting uh, diversification okay so adjust our expectations for us just because you're taking the bus to the stock market i like the analogy for etfs can i make as much money with etfs as i would if i took a lamborghini uh, stock for example to the stock market <laughs> as an um uh, no so that's that's a fair point uh, if if you do have uh, a, a very specialist uh, manager who is uh, who's uh, who's you know kind of using strategies which are not easily available or cannot be replicated correct they will outperform or rather they will have a performance which will differ from what everyone else is facing because their strategies are different okay i guess what i'm getting so, at is can i expect the returns to be similar to the wild wild west of picking stocks myself on the stock market Oh, so picking stocks is is a lot of effort, and you have to keep doing it. So I would say, I mean, it's it's a bit like um, you know believers and non-believers. So there is this whole belief around active investing, and then there is an around passive investing. Correct. So for a long time, and this is like back in the seventies and the eighties, hmm. access to information and access to markets was limited. So you needed two people in the middle. You needed somebody to. make the product which means convert the stocks and the bonds and the financial instruments into uh, some kind of uh, marketable product right. and you needed distributors so the banks became the distributors or the you know insurance companies became distributors and they started going to clients and saying okay you buy this mutual fund and then this is where your investment happens today we have access to all information thanks to you know technology and smartphones so the you can directly go to the market mm. and start accessing these uh, these stocks or these bonds or any of these instruments exactly. you don't need a distributor and you don't need a uh, manufacturer and you see the irony mm. the people who took the lead was people who were actually in fund management business so when vanguard and you know straight street all these guys when they started the etf business or passive investing they had an active business to begin with Okay, lost me there a little bit, but <laughs> thanks for the okay, brief history so, <laughs> of ETFs. <laughs> Basically, so, so, can I make money with ETFs the way I would with stocks? Can I decide to sh- to to buy an ETF today, sell it in three months' time because I think you know I want to cash out? Absolutely. Okay, great, wonderful. Uh, let's talk about gold because uh, gold. Price has surged past that two thousand US dollar mark for the first time, and yeah. I was looking that worldwide holdings in gold-backed ETFs is up thirty percent this year, uh, a couple of tons ahead of Germany's stash of gold, and even after futures top two thousand an ounce, investors are thinking there's plenty of forecasts for further substantial gains. They're looking at Goldman Sachs Group, which says gold may climb to two thousand three hundred dollars because uh, investors are in search of a new result. Reserve currency. RBC Capital Markets puts the odd of a rally at three thousand dollars at forty percent. So, if I, as an investor, wanted to get in on gold, how would I do that using an ETF? So, gold ETF is uh, is is fairly straightforward because the underlying security is just gold, and the way the ETF uh, functions is also quite simple. They just buy the underlying gold, and so the price of the ETF tracks the price of gold. so you can pick something like a gld which is which is an etf and it's it's traded like a stock mm-hmm. which means uh, you you effectively uh, buying the uh, the gold uh, now of course in this case you're not physically holding the gold but at the same time you have the efficiency of being able to enter and exit so you can buy at 2000 and sell it at 2050 um, the the etf itself so so it's 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 fairly straightforward with uh, 
at least with gold. But there are many different types of gold ETFs, right? I would stick to the most simple ones, which okay. is uh, GLD, which is the most like you know popular one and 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 straightforward. Okay. So that's something which we use commonly for uh, allocation to uh, to gold. So a couple of weeks back, the big headline here in Singapore was that the SPDR Gold Shares ETF was the most traded SGX ETF. Can you help us understand uh, how they work? Why is it so popular? I think the, uh, the two reasons for the popularity. One is that gold, as an investment itself, has has become a very you know important uh, asset class. Mm. And part of the reason gold is becoming important is because of the excessive printing that's happening by the governments of money. So as excessive printing of money happens, there is more liquidity coming in, there is a kind of currency gets devalued and the other asset, which is not uh, uh, you know, cash, gets uh, more attraction because people start saying, okay, I need to hold more gold in my portfolio because I don't know where uh, this, uh, def- you know, maybe deflationary scenario happens or currency is devaluing. So gold's importance in asset allocation has increased. So all portfolios mm. have increased allocation to gold from, let's say, 5% to 10%. Now imagine if all the portfolio managers are increasing from 5% to 10%, mm. they have to go out there and buy 5% of gold in their portfolio. And what is the instrument of choice for anybody who wants to buy gold? Uh, not everybody wants to go to the next uh, bullion trader and say, you know, give me uh, <laughs> a few bricks of gold. <laughs> <laughs> because then you have to figure out where you're going to keep it. Right. And that is why GLD has become popular mm. because everyone is adding it in their uh, in their portfolios or increasing the allocation. Okay. What is the difference between investing in a gold ETF and investing in a gold fund? I mean, in, in this particular case, uh, the fund is structured uh, perhaps as a different entity and the NAV calculation is different. Uh, uh, in case of an ETF you are holding the shares in a fund which is internally holding the physical gold. Right. So I would say uh, from an exposure perspective, mm-hmm. it is, uh, it's the same, except the liquidity is much higher for a, uh, for a gold ETF because uh, it's traded quite actively. Uh, what, what are the options for trading spot gold? Uh, you can, I mean, there is gold futures that you can trade, right, which is right. uh, slightly different. So that's like your commodity futures. Uh, you can trade gold as a currency also because there is XAU which you can trade, or you can just use gold as a uh, as a as an investment, which is you buy the GLD uh, ETF and put it in your portfolio for diversification, 5%, 10%. All right. Can you share with us, Swapnil, you know, I want to take a step back and understand the big, broad uh, picture. We'll come back to investing along certain themes. Um, when it comes to ETFs, there, there as many different types of themes as you can think of, right? I mean, a couple of... Uh, months ago, I was talking to a group of people and they said, you know, pre-COVID, the big issue with health was obesity, right? Because it's a slow killer. So they were looking at ETFs to do with companies that dealt with weight loss, for example, um, technologies to do with weight loss. So can you can you talk to us through the, the, the vastness of the field of ETFs and themes that people can look at? So the popularity of ETF has also increased, you're right, because there is no limit in a way to the theme. And I, it's quite interesting that, you know, you have a theme for uh, weight loss uh, you know, related companies uh, other than biotech and those kind of companies as well. Mm. Uh, and, and I think investors are beginning to understand that 
the themes allow applying a concentrated view mm-hmm. which in a very diversified approach it is very difficult to do mm-hmm. so your if you buy let's say s&p 500 or the sti you know the singapore the straits index right? in the index you're buying all the companies but what if you have a view and and investors have begun to have that you know view that i know i am i want to have a concentrated view on all the companies that are working on the vaccine today right So now how do I do that now of course one option is to go and buy those five companies then the fund managers are thinking you know and these these uh, these manufacturers of ETFs are also thinking and saying hey wait a second everybody wants to access the you know the top 20 uh, vaccine makers mm-hmm. so let's make a basket out of that so let's make a ETF and then they make it and they market it and people start buying it so it allows people to buy things in a concentrated now concentrated means it's riskier because you know if if let's say uh, nothing happens or that sector doesn't do well then of course you will have a sectoral concentration and you may not uh, you may lose more money um, but if it of course if it performs then you're going to make a lot of money so the the thematic investments um, that level of sophistication is there in the investors and um, and 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 that is why the managers are also making these ETFs so it's a both demand and supply kind of a thing got it how do etfs move is it a case of the more money etfs are able to attract the more money that it will uh, be able to continue to attract or how how do etfs move so in terms of the they trade just like shares so that's uh, from a liquidity perspective they are uh, they are they're just like a share the size of the etf in itself is a reflection only of how long the etf has been in business because sometimes just that vintage gives more aum and it can have an impact on the uh, the expense ratio so a larger asset base will typically have some efficiencies and they may have a lower expense ratio as a percentage uh, but otherwise um, they are exactly like a you know they trade like a stock so you buy at a certain you know this price and uh, you can sell them they are extremely liquid So, say I was interested in expressing a view, as you say, with ETFs in the 5G space. So, I look through and I see there's First Trust Index, there's a Van Eck Vector Semiconductor, there's a Global X Internet of Things ETF, there's the SPDR S&P Telecom ETF. What would an investor need to do to make a selection? What do they have to think through? One hack is to look at the top 10 or 20 recommended ETFs on different platforms. So today in Singapore, you can go to five or six online platforms. Look at each one's focus list, mm. and then just do do a intersection. Mm-hmm. So if you see, let's say, five G in four out of five platforms, then you know that you know of all the ETFs, the five G, which is like actually spelled as F I V G, um, is the ETF that is uh, you know that you can use if you want to participate in that theme. Got it. Because otherwise, it is quite difficult uh, to actually. look at each one and then get into a i mean all the information is available but it's still a lot of work to go through each one of them but like for example in our case we like uh, uh, 5g you know the uh, etf because it's kind of giving you access to these companies which one 5g okay the 5g etf yeah yeah okay. so it has you know qualcomm ericsson so all your all companies that are basically either suppliers or are in some way getting the contracts there's nokia there's uh, ericsson there's skyworks verizon qualcomm so these are all the companies that are beneficiaries of the 5g expansion that is happening in country so you're buying 
the ETF which is holding all of these companies. Okay. What are your top ETF picks globally? So we like to use the uh, you know a core portfolio uh, and then to use a thematic depending on you know what the themes are. So I would say mm. S&P 500 for example, uh, Nasdaq. So S&P 500 is through the SPY ETF, uh, Nasdaq is through QQQ. Uh, so these are like you know core building blocks. Then you have to have uh, China. So now China A shares, you have ASHR. That's another ETF which is uh, uh, which is uh, available. You have emerging market technology. So one is NASDAQ, which is giving you access to the tech companies. Then you have emerging market technology companies, which means uh, that's EMQQ. That's another ETF, which is for participating in tech companies, your Tencent, Alibaba uh, of the world. Uh, through that uh, EMQQ uh, ETF, then so so these are kind of your you know core portfolios. You want to have a piece of US, a piece of emerging market, a piece of China in your portfolio, and uh, then you add you know uh, 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 you know, thematic things like let's say cybersecurity. So cybersecurity is a is a theme which is which is going to stay now for some time yes. because the more we go online mm. uh, so you know you have your CIBR that is another ETF uh, or um, IHAK this is another one so these are the uh, cyber security thematic um, ETFs uh, then of course your um, 5G is another one uh, which is uh, because of the 5G uh, so these are these are the kind of ETFs that we uh, like at this point of time so interesting. Are there any cons when it comes to trading ETFs? You know, there's pros and then there's cons. So last year, I remember there was an article that came out which said that liquidity could be a challenge because ultimately the ETF is only able to provide the value of the asset that it has to hold underneath. Because ETF itself is not, like it's just holding a basket of bonds, let's say, and or stocks. And their liquidity is dependent on the liquidity of the underlying. Okay. And there was there was this whole theme that liquidity could be a concern. Uh, ironically, in uh, the March uh, volatility and the sell-off that we saw, mm. it was the ETFs that held well. And part of the reason was because uh, central government you know, banks, like you know, in case of Federal Reserve in US, they announced that they are also going to intervene in the market through the ETF. Because they are realizing that ETF is a very efficient way for even intervening in the market. So uh, that kind of provided additional liquidity uh, to the ETF. So so I think liquidity is not really the the con. I I would say the con here would be if you take a very concentrated bet on a single stock. Mm -hmm. uh, Like if you you want to buy, let's say, Top Glove. Yeah. And Top Glove is going to go up, let's say, you know, 60% 60% or 100%. Mm. Like, or you buy in Tesla. Tesla, if you buy at $800 price and if it's trading at $1,500, mm. you cannot get that return uh, through an ETF. Okay. So uh, you, it's difficult to take a concentrated bet uh, on a single stock mm-hmm. through the ETF. Okay. Got it. So I've been sitting here plotting my map for my bus ride to the uh, stock market and it's going really well. I have to say you've, you've shared some great nuggets with us. I actually have a plan, um, but I want to know if I want to map out this map to some music, what should be in my playlist? <laughs> <laughs> Swapna always gives us a song that reflects the theme of what we've been talking about. So what's your song pick today, Swapna? 
So I was listening to, um, you know, money for nothing, uh, dire straits. <laughs> uh, but there's no such thing as money for nothing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. my goodness. All right. Well, thank you so much for our guide to what we need to understand to get started with ETFs. It's been great, Swapnil. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. He's Swapnil Mishra, head of private wealth at Crystal AI. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.